Welcome to the Rebel Influencer Podcast with me, your host, Leona Burton. In a world where conformity often reigns supreme, I am here to spotlight the rebels, the people who are changing the game. This podcast is brought to you by Peaks Private Members Club, the very place to be for successful entrepreneurs scaling past six figures, those people who are looking for long-lasting connections. At Peaks, founded by Nicola Peak, they specialize in breakthrough business and social events that go beyond the ordinary. It's a place where successful entrepreneurs come together to experience transformative mastermind sessions, receive unique mentoring, and build long-lasting relationships with peers on the same growth journey. Stay with us to the very end for an exclusive Peaks offer. Good morning, Rebels. Hello, hello, hello. So a little disclaimer, it is 5am here. I can barely see the screen, but I am so excited to have this absolutely beautiful, very successful, fabulous lady with us today. She is a Dragon's Den star. She is a an absolute inspiration to so many, and I've been stalking her on social media for quite a while. <laughs> but you can't see her because this is a podcast but she's very fabulous so you're gonna to have to go and stalk her after this conversation so Ola please do introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you okay so first of all thanks so much for having me such a pleasure to be here um so my name's Ola Goldsmith I am I'd like to say a hair extension entrepreneur moved into sort of business coaching and events I'm a woman of many talents should i say so um i grew um quite a big hair extension company um went into training which is what i took on dragon's den did really well with the training academy and that's what um after dragon's den i got investment from a private investor so uh started a hair extension company so i started selling my own hair extension company that matched the technique that i'd invented um that i was selling um and <laughs> really weird timing because just a few weeks ago, I've actually signed that business over now and I'm starting again, obviously staying in the same industry, hair extensions. I'm still doing my hair extension training. I've had to give it a new name and all of that jazz. Um, and I've moved into business coaching events and retreats and I am literally just loving life. I, I would say I'm the comeback queen. Like I've been, my career has been very up and down, but it's never down for long. Yeah. And and let's talk about that because I think you know I am very similar. I've hit hit very near to the bottom on a few occasions, and I think people see this like this surface stuff, and they see that you're bubbly and that you're very smiley and all of the things. And what they don't see is behind the scenes is actually it is really hard. It is it is <laughs> it is brutal. And I I actually talk very openly about how brutal it is and trust me I've had a cease and desist sent my way a couple of times but <laughs> but I I do believe that it's important to talk about how difficult it is because there are so many people out there that are looking at influencers, influentials, successful people, whatever success looks like, all the shiny things, and 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 they think that it's just easy, and it is, but anything but. 
Yeah, I think it's because we make it look easy. I think when you're an entrepreneur, you're born to do it. So you might have had the worst week in the world. You share that one piece of good news on Friday and everybody looks at you like you're a genius. But mm. obviously, you know, with we share the ups and the downs, but nobody wants to be too negative. We're inspiring other people. So we purposely, you know, will only share the negative when we're ready to share it from an inspiring sort of angle. Yeah. Um and, and just being truthful as we as we go along. But, you know, if we t- told the ins and outs of our days, <laughs> it would put people off. <laughs> yeah, you would be like, right, um, tap out. I am not, not doing that. <laughs> so can we talk a little bit about your journey up to Dragons? Because obviously a couple of my clients have been on Dragons. I've had experience yeah. with people in the group. I know that that is much more of a process than anybody would like to admit. Um, yeah. And it's hard, like that spotlight is is not always easy. So talk me through what how you came to be on Dragon's Den. So basically, I was growing um, my hair extension complete at the time, Naked Weave, um, which I no longer own, by the way. Um, and it was doing really, really well. It was locked down. You know, all of my location courses had been closed, stopped. So I went online and that online sector opened up obviously the whole world to me. And I, I was having people book, book the course from all over the world. They were stuck in, they wanted to learn. So it was like the it was like the opportunity was put there for me. I didn't see it at the time. It was a blessing in disguise. So it was going really well. And I just kept thinking, how can I make this more sustainable? Because I've got thousands of people coming through. Um, they do the course and then off they go. And it's not sustainable as in there's nothing for them to come back for. Most business models, you need some sort of um, something for them to come back for. Um, can you still yeah. hear me? Because I've just put my laptop on mute. Yeah, 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 I can. Can you? Yes. No. Can you still hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I put my laptop on mute, so I wasn't sure if you could still hear me because it made a lot a little noise. So anyway, I decided I wanted to bring out my own hair. I, I went on in search of an investor on Angel's Investment Network, and I found one, and it was amazing. It was going to be literally. My husband had bought me my favourite champagne. We we're ready to celebrate, and then I got the call that the investor had backed out at the last minute that it was too complex for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that literally broke me and I was like when I get broken I think okay what can I do that's better or what can I do to distract me I don't kind of go through the motions that I should of like feeling sad get out I'm like let's just do something to distract me so I was like I'm going on Dragon's Den I'm gonna get on there no matter what it takes I know how to get on there mm-hmm. um, so I literally looked I went and searched for the application did it um didn't hear from them for months which I knew I wasn't gonna because they said you know we're not um, doing any auditions to them and then obviously as soon as I heard from them I just made sure that I you know I came across really confident that I you know presented myself really really well and then the due diligence just went on and on and on and on and on I had to learn things about my business that I didn't even know I needed to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long story short I did get on there but it is very tough because everything is controlled by them. So what you can say and what you can't say is controlled by them. Like literally minutes before I went on, they gave me, um, there was a figure that I would I'd use, because by the way, any figures that you give on Dragon's Den, they have to be um, locked into first yeah. by the team. And they say yes or no, whether you can say them. So you can't say anything that's not true, technically, mm-hmm. um, unless you just blurt it out. Um and then they said, oh, you can't use that figure. It's too old. And I was like, oh, my God, I gave you that figure two months ago. And it's part of my pitch. 
So it's it's a crazy it's a crazy world, and it is TV. So if you're you know doing too well, at, like my figures, I knew them inside out, and as soon as they realised that, they wasn't interested. So they're just interested in catching you out, which is it's a TV show. I didn't have that much of a hard time. I did end up crying because I'm just an emotional person. Um, but yeah, it is it is a TV show, but it is real. What you see is what is what happens. Um, but obviously, you only get. Version, right? It's like, yeah, I think my was one of the longer pitches, which was 10 minutes, which is Casa's long, but actually it was two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It, there's a lot of stuff edited out. Yeah, it's crazy, but it was amazing, petrifying, um, and it just opened up a world of opportunity for me. Um, it was a long time till it aired, so it's a big secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, with mood pairs, it was like a year. It was a long, yeah. long year. Long time. I think it was nine months for mine. That that's a long time. That's a long time. So how do you keep that bottled up? Um, oh, you just have to think that you don't want to ruin it for yourself because you're not guaranteed to be aired. So I think yeah. them them saying that you're not guaranteed to be aired. And I think, oh my god, if it spills out and then they decide not to air me, I've ruined it for myself. So I just, I just. That's how I kept it bottled up because I thought, oh my god, I don't want to ruin any chance of me not getting aired. Because mm-hmm. even when you filmed it, that it, there's no guarantee that you'll get aired, which no. is crazy. Yeah, right up until the last minute sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild. So you air on Dragon's Den. What is the response from the public? So the response was incredible. I was I was expecting to get some negative. Um, because I just thought, well, anyone that goes on TV, there's always going to be a negative. But it was like 99.9 positive. Everybody saying how well I'd done. It was a massive, massive confidence boost. I had investors contacting me daily. I went on the radio. It was a massive, massive high. Um, and then, you know, when it started to go quiet, I'd say the high lasted for about six months. When it started to go quiet, I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? Um, but then I got investment. <laughs> Yes, and that's the thing, right? So you've you've taken that high, you've ridden the wave, and this is I've spoken to quite a few people that have been on dragons, and so they've ridden this wave, and then it's like it starts to slow down because of course it does, because you don't yeah. live on that hype forever. So no. it's what's next, right? So you get this investor. What happened after that? Now, obviously, you're bound by a contract, I'm sure. So we don't want to dig into it too much, but at, you've got this investor in. What did that do for your business? So it just skyrocketed my business, obviously, with money, money does help. It so does. obviously we, we had a huge launch party. We had a huge celeb club. We had one of the like Love Island girls that had millions of followers. Um, and it really, really boosted my personal profile, my personal branding um, and the business. And when we launched, because we launched the same year that Dragons Den had aired as well, we had yeah. a hot audience. So we were turning over a lot of money really fast. Um, we're also spending a lot of money. There was a lot of excitement there. So there was a lot, a few little mistakes that I, I think were made that we could have done differently. But in hindsight, that's what most people would do. They're, they're riding this high wave and, you know, making a big bang, going massive at the trade shows and stuff like that. So um, it was incredible. It was incredible. And then it had a natural slowdown because our um, industry, hair extensions, um, is really, really busy up until... Um, the end of the year and then it goes slow sort of at the start of the year mm-hmm. um, but I was obviously with an investor that is not um, is, is not familiar with the industry um, so that that was tough um, I was like ready for it but I'm not sure my investor was ready for it mm-hmm. um, but you know we, we worked through it and then it, it's hard because like you're working with somebody that you don't really know and then you know 
cracks appeared, like things that were best for the business were not necessarily being met by both of us. Um, it became apparent that one of us was going to have to take the business forward. Um, and, the, you know, the, the plans um, that were being made, I felt like they didn't really involve me. Yeah. So I made the bold decision to, you know, say, you know, if you think you can do better and take the business to the next level, good luck to you, I support you, and I want to be supported in moving forward doing what I want to do. And it's still really raw at the moment for me to even talk about it because... No, I understand. Yeah, it, it, it's... it's it it's like a good decision that breaks your heart. So I'm grieving. I, I, do. I, I do. So I walked away from my, my business three years ago with my business partner who happened to be a family member and it broke my heart. And it broke my heart. And I tell you what, I have. it probably took me at least two years. And I know everyone, everyone was like, you know, you're doing so well and, you know, you've yeah. come so strong. And it wasn't just that. I'd, you know, when you put your passion in your heart and your soul, in your blood, sweat, and tears into a project that is like yeah, everything apart Baby. from yeah, it's like it doesn't matter how well your next business does. It's it, yeah. that is like a grief that only people that have experienced that can understand. Yeah, it's I wasn't ready for it, so I totally did not know that I would feel like this. The first two weeks, I was happy. I was like, oh my god, thank god it's over. Like it was a long time coming. I was happier. The things that we're doing were going amazing and I was just like so happy. And then like, it's like week three, I think today or week four um, this week. And then sort of end of last week, last week I was angry, like upset. Like, and everyone's like, you're doing so well. I know I'm doing so well. I'm really happy that I'm doing so well, but I am grieving and I'm angry, upset and still like going through the motions because obviously people message you and they ask you questions and some of the questions you you want to say what you really think but you have to be careful because oh, you don't want to damage yourself or anybody else involved and it's really really tough because it is it is very tough and I think you start you a little bit <laughs> yeah, absolutely and do you know what it's it it's a weird a weird experience of managing your own reputation yeah but also being human and so yeah. like there's this weird like I want to be purely human and say I'm really fucked off right now and yeah. I'm very vulnerable and annoyed and also managing your expectation you know that not everyone on socials is your friend you know people when they message you they're just being nosy and so yeah. it's like you actually start to think who can I trust who yeah. can I trust to be open and honest with because how far is this going to be taken and skewed and all of the things that in this space. Um, you might say something that's not intended negative you've got to realize as well like me and my business partner at the time then we haven't spoken really only for the, the things that we're supposed to speak about so if I say anything that gets back to him and he thinks that that's really really negative I'm still kind of we're still doing things together because obviously you can't just walk away from it. We're still sorting stuff out. Like I don't want to make a situation bad for myself by saying something, but then I also don't want to, I also feel like, oh my God, well, I'm my own person. I should be able to say whatever I want. It's a really tr tricky situation. 
it is and it is and I think people forget that at the core of this you're a human and so like you know take away all of the accolades and all of the success you've had you are a human and it is hard and that's probably going to be hard for quite a while but I want you to know because I've been through it that you do come out the other side and do I still have pangs of like oh that was my business and I worked really hard for it yeah absolutely I do and I think you know as time goes on it will get easier but you do because you're a badass and you push through and you do all of those things but actually you know that it is it is a process and yeah I've just got to go through it it's kind of like it's it's you know bittersweet because I am doing really really well like everything happens for a reason without going into business with my Part business partner at the time and bringing out the hair and raising my like really working on my personal branding I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now and what I'm doing now really makes me truly happy when I look back at selling the hair I was doing it because I thought it was the right thing to do it wasn't necessarily my passion my passion was training and education and I just assumed that to make it more sustainable I've got to sell something um a product um and, and I got that wrong I got that wrong but you learned from it, right? Yeah, so yeah. even though it felt terrible, <laughs> you did. Yeah. There's so many things that I do now that are different to my past business. And everybody's messaged me and said, oh, my gosh, what you do now is so much better. But it's still that part of you. So yeah, and you wouldn't be able to do it without those lessons. Exactly. So you've you've been through this thing, right? You, it's very fresh and very raw but girl you came out the gate fighting and do you know it's really weird because obviously I could read between the lines and I knew there was pain there because I've experienced that pain also but I literally watched you like turn up on social media like an absolute badass <laughs> looking hot as hell in mm. me and my pajamas like damn I need to brush my teeth and wash my face and yeah. I literally turn up turn up turn up what yeah. is next for you because I am just seeing you dominate everywhere yeah so I just want to go just bigger and better I just want to do everything like I'm very extravagant um and I always thought I'm oh, working in hair extensions and training and stuff it's not like an extravagant thing people you go there you learn you go home um and now I've learned well now I can put my own spin on it so like my coaching events are really OTT the live coaching events um, I saw one did you not have one recently yeah I had it that was my first one at P Louise but oh my god okay so I've known Paige for a long time on social yeah. way before she was P Louise right yeah I was like I am sure that that's at Paige's cafe it yeah, is that girl has done so flipping well very inspiring just having it in somewhere in a building that's so inspiring with loads of people that I'm inspiring I'm also inspired by the audience like a lot of people that were coming along I was like how are you coming to like my event I want to come to yours <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's amazing so I've just realized that like it's changed now social media's changed marketing's changed it's all about being original being you know not being perfect and just being yourself. So I'm just going to really put my personality and my spin on absolutely everything. And I would love my hair extension training to go global and be really well known all over the world. I want my technique. So I've obviously changed the name now and, and made it bigger and better and put more in there. So well, I want to you know the name. Yeah, it's OG Weave. It's out now at the minute. Oh, I love so it. It's doing really well. OG for original because it was always mine. I mean, People can take my name, the previous name that I have, but I thought OG. Oh, yes, I love it. And it stands for Ola Goldsmith. So I'm going to like keep everything like 
personally branded now and I just want to help as many people as possible I want to be that woman that was known for oh I had a little mobile hair extension business I got coached by Ola and now I've got you know um, a chain of salons I want to be that person that oh my god you go to her if you want to grow your hair or beauty business um, and you go to her events if you want to be wowed oh my gosh this is amazing okay so you've just had your event at Pages Cafe. Yeah. You can get you teaching hair extensionists how to brand themselves online. Where yeah. do you get to take this and what does the future hold for you? So, yeah, definitely, I just want to go bigger and bigger. So, global for me. So, it's really important that I make my mark in this country. Mm -hmm. I take over anything I've ever done before. So, it's kind of drowned out by the new stuff. Um, and then I would like to have, um, for the OG Weave stuff, and I've got so much going on, I would just like to have educators all over the world. And I want OG Weave to be like a leading hair extension um, technique that everybody uses all over the world because it's amazing. <laughs> I have seen your hair and oh my goodness, it looks absolutely amazing. And I have had a few sets of extensions before and I'm, I'm good for a while. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I've got to get these really annoying things out of my head. But your extensions look like, not irritating you no, can't not. they look amazing I, next time in the I, i'm booking in fact i'm going to fly from spain to the uk just to have okay. a i've had a girl that wants um me to fly to geneva to coach her i was like oh, okay this is what we're going in the right direction yes i love that yeah that's amazing you know you know you're starting to like pick up traction when people are yeah. around the world yeah that's awesome that's awesome so you, you're going to take over the world. We know that okay. it's a done deal. It's just when. No yeah, problem. exactly. It's not if, it's when. Yeah, amen. So I've seen you've got a business retreat coming up. And yeah. I'm slightly jealous because I run business retreats, but this this is next level. Like your vet, I don't even know who's speaking or what you're doing. I just saw the venue. Oh, it's amazing. Like literally for me, how things look or how how I feel so like people will say like oh my god you go over the top with everything I was like yes it makes me feel good and yeah. I know if it makes me feel good it makes other people feel good and I think as well doing things that I would like to attend because I'm so OTT putting things on that I'm like oh my god I could get to call this work I would just I'm just putting this on for me <laughs> yeah it's actually just my party so yeah. okay have you always been like that since you were little have you always been because you are very fabulous like genuinely yeah. I don't think I've seen a picture of you where I'm like girlfriend come I've on always just been a bit glam a bit out there a bit like you know I always want to be the most overdressed if I'm going out with my friends I am quite loud but I think over the years um I'm not when I was younger I used to be the loudest person in the room and now I'm probably in between I spend a lot more time listening than I do speaking I used to speak way too much so if I'm on a podcast yeah I'll speak where if it's my event I'll speak but now when I'm in other rooms full of other people I like to listen a lot so I'm like a sponge now so I think I'm still extravagant I'm still loud but I spend a lot more time listening um and soaking things up but yeah I'm very extravagant I'll always be like you know OTT with everything I do
I love it. I, I'm here for it, honestly. I'm definitely coming to one of your events because I don't think I've got the energy to pop. <laughs> I mean, I'm sat here in my office that's only for me, really, and I've got, like, a giant blossom tree that should be in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> and here you'll find my tree. Oh, my God. Our world's a polar opposite, right? So it's 5 a.m. here in Florida. I've just woke the baby up as I've jumped out of bed, like, 10 oh, minutes. No. I'm actually sat in a cupboard so oh, that God. you can't hear my children. Um, um, wondering what my life is about as I'm sat in a cupboard and I, I laugh because I am like there's half of me that's all levels of bougie and there's another half of me that is like semi-hippie can't be bothered knackered yeah. six. so we have this internal fight of who am I going to be today but yeah. um if I could be extravagant every day, I totally would. I just need. Well, I'll be lying if I say I'm extravagant every day. I'm publicly extravagant every day. Behind closed doors, my husband always says, Oh, people could see you now. <laughs> I'm like, yes, but they can't. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, how can people learn from you? What's the best way for them to get hold of you? What do you offer? So all of my links are on olagoldsmithbusiness.co.uk. Because I offer so much and they're forever changing, all of the links just go on there. Yeah. So if anything changes or if anything new comes out, it's on there. My retreats are on there. My memberships are on there. My OG Weave training is on there. It's just a list of links for this person that offers everything. <laughs> absolutely love that absolutely love that so if you were listening to this podcast and you were just starting out in the hair industry or in the beauty industry or really just you'd been in it for a while and as we know the most industries have taken a battering over the last three years I mean it's been it's been wild for a lot of people what yeah. would your advice be so my advice is that don't look at other people and think that they've got it all rosy. What you're going through, everybody is going through on a different level. So just don't let that be the reason why you give up. You have to, every day, find solutions to the problems, not cry about the problems. So you are going to have problems. And I would like to say, oh, it's, it's all going to get better and it's all going to be perfect. It will never be perfect. You will always have problems, no matter how big or small you are. Your ability to tackle them and overcome them will be will determine your success. Where do you think your tenacity comes from? I was born like it. I think I've just always had it. Like, I mean, I grew up on a council estate. I was the first person in my family, other than my dad, to have a driving license and to have my um, own business um, in my immediate family. And I just... I just always wanted to have more. Do you know what I mean? And I knew that the only way to have more was to go and get it. Yeah. So when you were growing up on a council estate, which is the weirdest thing, right? It has such a negative connotation. Like honestly, is is a house. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why it's such a thing in the UK. Yeah. So you grew up on a council estate, and you looked around you, and what did you see? I saw opportunity. So I saw a lot of, I, I saw a lot of struggle and I just knew, I was like, I am not going to be one of the people that struggles. I was young. I knew I had my whole life ahead of me and I knew I had opportunity. I went through the motions of doing all sorts of stuff. Like I did page three. So I was on the page three of the sun when I was at college. I did beauty. I moved to London and was like a promo model. I did everything. I lived my best life because I went out there and found things I discovered the internet and I knew that if I could find the right people and the right places on the internet I could do whatever I was always a very cautious person but also very I would take a risk I literally yeah. got in my car and moved to London I lived in a house with 10 Korean people 
But I was like, I'm gonna do it. My mum was like, please don't do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm gone, but I'm trust me, I'm safe. I'm literally so street smart from my upbringing. I'm so street smart and wise and cautious yet risky, if that makes sense. It, so, does, it does actually make sense. It does. Yeah. I, I, I was born to a council estate and we very quickly moved out and it was really weird because my my dad's family is really quite wealthy so it's like he tried to shelter me so much I have no when I was a kid I had none no street smart whatsoever but yet all my friends that were lived in a council estate they were so savvy and they yeah. knew they could understand the world much more than I could I was book smart but I was not street smart and it landed me in trouble on a fair few occasions and yeah. I think it's important as kids that they have the, you know a good balance of like understanding that's why I would probably never send my children to private school I've got a really good friend and she's like you should send your children to private school I was like this is too much of a waste of money for me personally and I don't want my kids to be sheltered from what goes on with with people from all different backgrounds I need them to be around lots of people from all different backgrounds I can't. It's, it is I, healthy I, I, for kids. Yeah. yeah, it is 100%. So you saw all of that stuff. You took yourself to London to live in a house full of Korean people, which is awesome. I bet you had some amazing food. And yeah. then, um, and you, you've been around lots of different types of people. I'm sure you learned lots because we do, right? We, when we, we're surrounded by lots of different energies and cultures, we experience all of those things. You come out the gate, you do page free, you are hustling and bustling and making stuff happen. How'd you get into hair? Um, I was working in car sales for a bit. I'd moved, I'd met my husband. So I'd moved back from London. And I needed a job because when I was in London, I was just doing all sorts. I was going on TV shows. Because um, when you're on TV shows, they pay your bills. <laughs> um, and um, I needed a job. So I went back into sales because I've got the gift of gab. Um, and then we wanted to buy a house and it was, I was like, we just need more money. And my friend had recently done a hair extension course and she was like, you're really good with hair. Why don't you do a hair extension course? She was like, the money's really good and you can do it in the evenings. So I was like, good idea. I'm going to save for a mortgage, do a bit of hair extensions. And I just fell in love with it. I was good at it. I was passionate about it. I got popular. I became like the best one in the area because I'm competitive like that. Um, <laughs> And it just overtook anything that I'd ever done before. And I was like, oh, my God, this 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 is me. This is this is you. So you began, you just started to grow your business from there. And when mm -hmm. when did you make the decision that you're going to start teaching? Um, when I was pregnant, I think. Was I pregnant? Yeah, because I wanted to make more money. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to be a mom and manage all these clients? I'm going to have to do less clients. And then I was like, well, it was it was a money decision, the teaching was. So I'm, I'm a natural teacher anyway. So I'm quite, an, I'll share, if I know something, I'm not a gatekeeper. So I'm a natural teacher anyway. So I'm good at talking. So I knew I'd be good at talking. But at first, it was just for the money. And then when I realized how much I was helping people and the messages that I was getting from what I'd done for people... The, re the reward from that was just over, it was overwhelming and I just loved it. I love when somebody messages me and goes, I did this with you last week and this is how you've helped me. That literally makes my day. I love people being able to say, because of you, I've been able to do this. It makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, at first it was just for the money and then I just grew to, I grew to love it. How did you take it? 
to the next level because I think a lot of entrepreneurs are stuck in between this space or business owners are stuck in between the space of it kind of you know it's part-time money they want to take it full-time but they're not quite sure how to take it to the next level you have to go all in and you have to stand out from the crowd. Like if you're doing the same as everybody else, it's going to be really hard. Even if it's using your personality, even if it's using the way your premises look, even if it's because you do business slightly differently, you have to stand out from the crowd and niche down as well. Because um, obviously, yes, I do a lot of things now because I'm in a position where I've built myself up where I can do leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think at first it's probably best to niche down and be an expert in one thing and be known for one thing. And then you can put everything else on top of it. Um, But yeah, you've got to stand out from the crowd. um, and You've got to put the work in. You've got to do stupid hours. I know, like, I'd like to say that, you know, oh, just do it's A, B and C. You've got to think outside the box. You've got to do everything you need. If you need a coach, get a coach. If you need more training, do more training. If you're not reaching enough people, sort your finances out, save on other places and do paid advertising. Like whatever it is that you need to do, somebody's done it. And if they can do it, you can do it. You just need to find out how. I love that. Any last words of wisdom before you go and get ready for your event? Um, No, not really. Follow me on social media, Ola underscore Goldsmith on Instagram. That's my main platform. DM me if you've got any questions. One thing I pride myself on is I clear my DMs daily. So I literally speak to people all day, every day. Um, probably a voice note because it's quicker. But yeah. <laughs> I love um, a voice note. And yeah, whatever you're doing, whatever situation you're going through, my message to you today is get yourself up. Get Stop feeling sorry for yourself if you're feeling sorry for yourself and make shit happen. Boom. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are, but what a roller coaster of an adventure you've had. So many amazing things for you to come. And I cannot wait to see you set the world on fire. It's not if. And that concludes today's episode with me, Leona Burton. You have been listening to the Rebel Influencer Podcast. Wow, what an episode! Before you go, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Peaks Private Members Club for their sponsorship. Just remember, Peaks isn't just about events. It is about creating an environment where entrepreneurs who are serious about scaling their business coming together with a focus on mastermind sessions, unique mentoring, and deep, meaningful connections and conversations. Peaks is about redefining the entrepreneurial journey. Discover more at peaksprivatemembersclub.com and make sure you go and follow Nicola Peak on Facebook or any of her other socials. For our listeners, Peaks is offering a special opportunity. Reach out to Nicola and mention my Rebel podcast and you'll be in to receive an exclusive discount.